Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois. And this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loya, your host. I suppose many of us were watching a lot of light in the East and the West, the North and the South and above this past few days as our country celebrated its Independence Day, July 4th. So we extend to our nation and all those who helped establish this nation, who suffered and served it and died for it, We remember them eternally, we thank them for their sacrifice, and we thank God for this nation. This is a nation which gives us the freedom to do things like this program. But at the same time, we, who are people of faith in the spirituality that we bring to this nation, to our culture, is vital. As the popes say, the church helps to inform the reasoning structure of a nation. And the Eastern churches, which of course we present here, their spirituality, their gifts, I believe have a particular gift to offer our nation, in fact, Western civilization at this time in history. And that particular gift is an integrated vision. Integration, I think, is the singular gift of the Eastern churches. In other words, we know how to live in the both end where we see all things as they connect together. You never just compartmentalize something. You never approach or see anything just through one dimension, ignore the other dimensions. You have to see all dimensions together. And that's a more challenging way to go. It's what we call the mystical way to go. At least it's more challenging in our Western world because our Western world, with its own genius for science and rational thinking and so on, has a tendency to compartmentalize and to sort of separate the mystical from what we consider to be the reality. But actually, the mystical is reality. It is what is most real, as we keep saying on this program. And so the gift that we offer to our nation, as our nation is a gift to us in the Eastern Lung of the Church, the gift that we offer is that integrated worldview. You know, in our culture today, we are very fond, regrettably, of saying separation of church and state. And what we mean by that is something that was never meant in the Constitution. It's always about the meaning of words, the real meaning of words. 
And so I believe one of the contributions that the Eastern churches can make to our nation, especially as we celebrate its independence at this time, is to actually bring together church and state. Not that one overlaps or tries to rule or dominate the other, but in a way that the popes, especially Pope Benedict XVI in recent times, has pointed out that, as I mentioned before, that the church informs the conscience of a nation so that the nation can in turn make laws and structures that are truly benevolent, truly beneficial, so the nation can prosper on all levels. And so the church does have something to say. The church and the state ought to and are designed to work together. The nation or any civilization in its own way is intended really by God to be a reflection in its own way of the kingdom of heaven. In fact, in the Byzantine liturgy, we begin our liturgy by saying, blessed is the kingdom of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Our bishops wear crowns. We oftentimes depict Christ, the high priest, in a very regal and royal way, as though he were king. We speak of the kingdom of heaven, even in the Our Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, we take the kingdom of heaven, we try to emulate that, try to make that present on earth, try to incarnate that kingdom of heaven on earth. And so it's really the union, the both and of state and religion or state and church that is the vision, the worldview of the Eastern spirituality. And and a nation is much better off for it because it is able to make laws that are more human, more genuine, more equitable, more benevolent, more fair, more just, if it approaches law through that lens of the mystical, having, first of all, a sense that all things come from God, that society is to be a reflection of the kingdom of heaven, and that the human person is made the image and likeness of God. And everything we do, really, is all about what is good, what is best for the human person. Those are just some of my thoughts as we celebrate our nation's independence, a very, very significant part of our nation's history. It's so much more than just blowing off fireworks. Yeah, everybody likes fireworks. I do, too, to an extent, although they certainly frighten my poor dog, Zeon, all the time. But otherwise, yeah, they're pretty and so on. But sometimes we forget what it's really all about, what our nation was about, what the independence was about, and also how a nation works best. It works best by church and state working together, not being diametrically opposed. That is what God intended, that is what works best, and that is the particular message of Eastern Christian spirituality. Recently, there has been an encyclical by Pope Francis that has come out. I'm sure you've heard about it. It's called Laudato Si, Praise Be to the Lord. It came out this summer, and there's lots of discussion about it. Uh, pro and con. It seems to have raised quite a firestorm. And one of the reasons it does, as things do from this particular pope, is because this particular pope, we have to remember, is a bit different. He comes from a different background, first of all. He's from a third world. He is the first third world pope in history, at least in modern history. And he is from a background where there was a great disparity between the rich and the poor. There was a great class struggle in the culture he came from. He is a Jesuit. He was the first pope that was ordained a priest after Vatican II. So in many ways, he's different. So we have to take him in context. We have to understand him as being different. So whenever he writes something or says something, it's very important, especially for this particular pope, 
for us to take him in as full a context as possible. Now, we may not understand or may not be happy with some of the specific things, but we have to always look at the big picture, what's underneath it all. Now, I have not yet fully read the document completely, and if I have, in order to comment on it intelligently, one has to read it over again or just study certain parts over again. But I have seen snippets of it. I've glanced through it. I've certainly heard from many credible sources all about it. And there's one source that I've heard from that is important for our program here, Light of the East, and that is the Ecumenical Patriarch, the Orthodox Patriarch of 300 million Orthodox around the world, the Patriarch of Constantinople, Patriarch Bartholomew, who I had the privilege of meeting actually a couple of times. Uh, once this past October, in which I met him, and I also met Pope Francis. That was an honor as well. And Patriarch Bartholomew, something he wrote that appeared online in Time Magazine, June 18, 2015. And we're going to look at some of what he wrote, because this is significant for our purposes in talking about the Pope's encyclical, but also for the cause of unity and ecumenism in the Church. So let's look at what the Patriarch Bartholomew wrote in relation to the encyclical by Pope Francis, his encyclical on the ecology, on the environment, called in English, Praise Be to the Lord. In a series of seminars, Patriarch Bartholomew says, organized between 1994 and 1998 on the island of Halki, off the coast of Istanbul in Turkey, we drew attention to the close connection between ecology and economy. And the next point is very important for us. The patriarch says this, Both terms share the Greek root oikos, which means home. It therefore came as no surprise to us that our beloved brother Francis of Rome opens his encyclical, which is being released in the new Synod Hall of the Vatican, with a reference to God's creation as, quote, our common home, unquote. The Patriarch also says, nor again did it come as a surprise to us that Pope Francis underlined the ecumenical dimension of creation care. The term ecumenism also shares the same etymological origin as the words ecology and economy. The truth is that, above any doctrinal differences that may characterize the various Christian confessions and beyond, any religious disagreements that may separate the various faith communities, the earth unites us in a unique and extraordinary manner. All of us ultimately share the earth beneath our feet and breathe the same air of our planet's atmosphere. Even if we do not enjoy the world's resources fairly or justly, nevertheless, all of us are responsible for its protection and preservation. This is precisely why the papal encyclical speaks of the need for a, quote, new dialogue, a process of education and urgent action, unquote. How can one not be moved by the criticism of our culture of waste or the emphasis on the common good and the common destination of goods? And what of the vital importance attributed to the global problem of clean water, which we have underlined for over two decades, as we assembled scientists, politicians, and activists to explore the challenges of the Mediterranean Sea, the Black Sea, the Danube River, the Adriatic Sea, the Baltic Sea, the Amazon River, the Arctic Sea, and the Mississippi River? Water is arguably the most divine symbol in the world's religions and, at the same time, the most divisive element of our planet's resources. In the final analysis, however, any dissent over land or water inevitably results in what the Pope's statement calls a decline in the quality of human life and a breakdown of society. How could it possibly be otherwise? 
After all, concern for the natural environment is directly related to concern for issues of social justice and particularly of world hunger. A church that neglects to pray for the natural environment is a church that refuses to offer food and drink to a suffering humanity. At the same time, a society that ignores the mandate to care for all human beings is a society that mistreats the very creation of God. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the encyclical by Pope Francis and the comments on that encyclical by the Orthodox Patriarch Bartholomew. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. And then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. The tradition continues. I'm Father Thomas Loya inviting you to Prairie Fest. Friday through Sunday, August 7th through the 9th. Friday night at 7.30. Chicagoland's number one classic rock cover band, Aura. Then Saturday evening, August 8th at 7.30. Prairie Fest celebrates the British invasion with American English. It was 20 years ago today. Such a ripper took the band to play. Prairie Fest kicks off Family Day Saturday afternoon at 2 with animal shows for kids. The Innisfree Folk Ensemble, followed by Harvest Moon. Sunday is Polka Day, beginning with Polka Generations at 11 a.m. The Polish Highlanders Dance Troupe, Eddie Carosa Jr., and the Czechoslovak Moravian Society Dancers. Prairie Fest also has a beer garden, food, children's games, church and prairie tours, $5,000 raffle, and more. Complete details for Prairie Fest are at the events link at ByzantineCatholic.com. ByzantineCatholic.com. Prairie Fest, Friday through Sunday, August 7th through the 9th, at Annunciation Parish, 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. You are listening to the Choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the Sacred Liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. All we ask is a donation of $15 or more, which includes shipping and handling, to Annunciation Parish for each Theosis CD. Send a check made out to Annunciation Parish at 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. And may God grant you. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host in this week in which we celebrate the independence of America. 
in which we're looking at the Pope's encyclical on the environment, and doing so through Eastern lenses, especially the comments made by the Eastern Orthodox Patriarch of Constantinople, which is modern-day Istanbul, Patriarch Bartholomew. I want to recommend also a book to you, Man and the Environment, a study of St. Simeon, the new theologian. Now, he's a very big name in Eastern Christian spirituality. And from the book, the author's name is Anestus G. Kessalopoulos. It was published in 2001 by St. Vladimir Seminary Press. Again, Man and the Environment, a study of St. Simeon, the new theologian. In the book, the author says this, According to the patristic tradition, coexistence of man and nature is placed on the level of friendly relations, not of conflict or oppression of the one by the other. Correspondingly, in the church's worship and liturgical life, there is a harmony and cohesion between the sensible and intelligible elements in creation. This vision does not permit a polarized division or a contrast between the sensible and intelligible worlds, between matter and spirit. These two elements make up created reality, and although they can be distinguished, they form between them a harmonious synthesis, neither the material nor the spiritual can be looked at independently of the church. One of the things that I like about the encyclical, and again, I'm making a personal verdict on it. Many people are. It's one of those kind of things that maybe elicits our reaction or opinion, but I'm not doing that on a program today. I'm simply talking about what I think is the value of the underlying theme of the encyclical. And one of the reasons I think that that value is important for us here at Light of the East because it has an ecumenical dimension and a sacramental dimension. In other words, what the Pope is doing is he's doing what we love to do in the Eastern churches, what Patriarch Bartholomew always writes and talks about, what this book talks about, Man, the Environment, a study of St. Simeon, the New Theologian, what I talk about everywhere I go and in every kind of venue possible, and that is basically the correct view of life of the created order, starting with the human person and emanating out from there. And that correct view, there's only one correct view, and that correct view is to see us made in the image likeness of God, that we are this imperfect similitude of God, you know, we resemble God. And we then look out at all creation as we are connected with creation, and we see that as sacramental as well. And that determines then how we interact with each other, other human beings, other human beings, and also with the environment. And this is what I call the sacramental worldview. Now, let's continue with some of their remarks by Patriarch Bartholomew in regard to the Pope's encyclical. Therefore, the Pope's diagnosis is on the mark. Quote, we are not faced with two separate crises, one environment, the other social, but rather one complex crisis, which is both social and environmental, unquote. Now, I'm going to stop right there. You heard something similar in what I read from the book on St. Simeon, the New Theologian and the Environment. And again, this is very typical of one of the great hallmarks of Eastern spirituality, that integrated view, that we look at everything together. Everything is interdependent. You don't parcel out. Okay, you can talk about things, perhaps study them, but you can't do them ultimately except in relation to everything else. Every aspect of theology, you know, mystical theology in the Eastern Church is studied in relation to dogmatic theology and vice versa. It is not separated out. We do not look at the world and the church as different. We do not look at life and liturgy as different, set apart from each other. We look at them as expressions, expressions of God in the created order that are interdependent, that work together, that subsist in each other. 
That's why we call this view of the Eastern churches a liturgical worldview, a sacramental liturgical worldview. Okay, we'll go on with the statement from the patriarch. Indeed, as he continues to advance, we require an integrated approach to combating poverty, restoring dignity to the underprivileged, and at the same time protecting nature. Now, did you notice that word integration there? Okay, I'll continue. It is also no surprise then that the Pope is concerned about and committed to issues like employment and housing. Now, I'll stop for a moment. On these issues that seem to spill over, in fact, they do spill over, they are about politics or society. But one of our points here, and one of the points he makes in the encyclical, one of the points that the patriarch is applauding the Pope for, is that we do not see these things compartmentalized, but rather one is interdependent, one depends upon the other. The right worldview of the person and the right worldview of nature is what leads us ultimately to a good economy, to fairness and justice and balance and so on. The disparity comes about because we do not have the right view of the human person and of the environment, and therefore there is suffering. This is really a big part of what the Pope was trying to say in this encyclical. Okay, I'll continue on. Invoking the inspiring words of Scripture and the classics of Christian spirituality of East and West, particularly such saints as Basil the Great and Francis of Assisi, while at the same time evoking the precious works of Roman Catholic conferences of bishops throughout the world. I'm going to stop right there. Did you hear that? This is the Orthodox Ecumenical Patriarch. Patriarch of 300 million Orthodox, Patriarch Bartholomew, used the phrase, the precious works of Roman Catholic conferences of bishops and throughout the world. How about that for ecumenism? But he says so, especially in regions where the plunder of the earth is identified with the plight of the poor. Pope Francis proposes new paradigms and new policies in contrast to those of determinism, disregard, and domination. In 1997, we humbly submitted that harming God's creation was tantamount to sin. We are especially grateful to Pope Francis for recognizing our insistence on the need to broaden our narrow and individualistic concept of sin. And we welcome his stress on ecological conversion and reconciliation with creation. I'm going to stop there again. I live in a community, our parish, Annunciation, the home of Light of the East, is in a community called Homer Glen, which is fairly newly incorporated. And it was incorporated on a vision, actually, which was, in as much as the secular world can do it, was, well, came close to being sacramental. In fact, the motto of Homer Glen is community and nature in harmony. And so some of the things we've done at Nunciation Parish that we're known for, for our environmental work on our 10-acre property, is very much in concert with the very vision of our community of Homer Glen. And reminiscent of this phrase we just heard from the patriarch who's quoting the Pope, reconciliation with creation. Okay, I'll continue. Moreover, we applaud the priority that the papal encyclical places on the celebration of rest. The virtue of contemplation or silence reflects the quality of waiting and depending on God's grace. And by the same token, the discipline of fasting or frugality reveals the power of not wanting or wanting less. Both qualities are critical in a culture that stresses the need to hurry, the preeminence of individual wants over global needs. In the third year of our brother Pope Francis' blessed ministry, we count it as a true blessing that we are able to share a common concern and a common vision 
for God's creation. As we stated in our joint declaration during our pilgrimage to Jerusalem last year, it is our profound conviction that the future of the human family depends also on how we safeguard both prudently and compassionately with justice and fairness the gift of creation that our Creator has entrusted to us. Together, we pledge our commitment to raising awareness about the stewardship of creation. We appeal to all people of goodwill to consider ways of living less wastefully and more frugally, manifesting less greed and more generosity for the protection of God's world and the benefit of His people. Again, I was reading from the interview by Patriarch Bartholomew, the ecumenical patriarch of the Greek Orthodox Church. His statements on Pope Francis' encyclical on the environment that is getting lots and lots of attention in all kinds of ways at this time. One of the things that I wanted to highlight, because at our own parish of Annunciation in Homer Glen, we have indeed done some work on the environment. We've taken that sacramental worldview and we've stretched it out to the outside world, outside beyond the walls of the church. As our icons adorn the walls and ceilings of the church, floor to ceiling, their vision does not stay there. Their vision is what we took to the outside grounds around the church, around the walls of the church. And we created a sustainable environment and water management master plan for our 10-acre property, which solved a lot of problems, actually, what the community around us called and suffered through what they call water problem. And we also opened up the community to more community, (laughs) for people to come more freely, for people to meet one another, for children to come and play, to move through and with our church property and in our church property and catch frogs and watch butterflies and learn about flowers and native grasses and so on, an outdoor classroom. There is so much, as this encyclical says, so much of this integrated approach. It's not just about politics, not just about economy. It's not just about poppies in the field. It's about how we see life, especially the human person, and how we then approach everything according to that vision. And when we do so, not only does the earth benefit, but above all, the human person does as well. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit ByzantineCatholic.com and click on the radio button. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, ByzantineCatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh.